0: this is Mimi South. Welcome to the Enlightened Campfire. Have you ever wondered what the future might hold for this world of ours? Can the pain and suffering of this place ever be transformed? Our guest today is Elsa Biscoff, one of the world's leading authorities on the works of the Danish philosopher and mystic Martinus who lived from 1890 to 1981. Elsa's latest book is titled, The Beginning is Near, New Perspectives on Life. It is a perspective on current conditions as a preparation for a future where, unlike today, the inhabitants of Earth live in peaceful coexistence. The Beginning is Near was released in January of this year and is available through Amazon.com. Elsa, thank you for joining us.
1: You're most welcome.
2: Your new work, The Beginning is Near, New Perspectives on Life, was just released at the end of January of this year. You write that it is a new way to look at the future of life on Earth. What was it that led you to write the work?
1: Yeah, you see, um, my I I published um, my my uh, first book, "Death as an Illusion," in 2002, and uh, that is um, um, a general introduction to the work of the Danish mystic, Martinus. Okay. This book is just like it, it's the same content, only made easier to access. So this wow. is really like. Um, Reader's Digest, if I can put, if I can call you that, of death as an illusion. It it based, the the two books basically cover the same um, aspects of Martinus's work,
2: but and, perfect uh, for a wider audience.
1: Yes, I was sort of trying to to reach a wider audience because um, many well not not many but some people thought that um, death as an illusion was maybe not so accessible which of course i don't think I don't think they're right, but um, it all depends on yeah. on how you approach it. But this mm-hmm. is like my my attempt to to make it all as light as possible. I know That's that it, it is quite, um, it's a, it is not an easy job to make um, Martinez's work very accessible because he wrote nine thousand pages of spiritual well. wisdom. And it is simply so mind-blowing. It is really the most amazing work that has ever been um, published and um, released to mankind, as I see it. And uh, yeah, wonderful. I, I, am, I am so. I, I really only want it to be to become better known. That's the only reason I'm writing. And um, because not not that Martinus was not interested in getting proselytes or anything, but it really is a mind-blowing work that gives you all the answers to all the questions in the most logical way. It is so intelligent and it so appeals to our intellect. And that's what made me uh, start to, to find it interesting because I thought that, that like I was never into the Bible or any other religion, because it didn't appeal to my intellect. But this is different. This appeals to my intellect like nothing I had ever read. And and that's why I became so enthusiastic about it, that I just thought I had to tell somebody about it. So this book is my fourth about aspects of Martinus' work. As I said, my first book was called Death is an Illusion, and it came out in 2002 so it has been on the market now for for quite a number of years and apart from that i have written uh, two other books and all about the the aspects of Martinus's work
2: and you probably feel that you still have just scratched the surface of, of spreading the word about his work yes
1: <laughs> yeah you can you can say that um because well there's also repetitions in what he says. But it really is very, very deep. And I must say, it, it's all, I'm, I'm Danish, and it has all, all of it. it. In its totality, it is still only available in Danish. But uh, a lot of it has been translated into English, obviously, Spanish, Esperanto, uh, for Swedish, et uh, But it is in the process of being translated. You see, Martinus only died 35 years ago. So right. it is very recent. And for that reason also, it hasn't the word hasn't been spread yet across the globe. But when I call this book, The Beginning is Near, it has to do with the fact that we are on the, the verge of new world culture. Martinus very clearly points that out, that a new world con- culture is going to come and the new world culture will contain elements of, there is no death, we are eternal beings, we reincarnate, um, we create our, our fate via uh, uh, according to the law of karma, and um, what happens when we die, the, the universe and the earth are living beings, we are all one, and it, it's really... And an explanation of also of where we are going as a humanity because there are many people who think that we are all going down the drain and in 100 years it will all be over and we will all be dead.
2: Right. <laughs> but right. that
1: is absolutely not going to happen because Martin has very clearly points out that we are now passing a very dark world where we have all these wars and we have terrorism and we have hunger and we have poverty and we have abuse of power and weapons everywhere and and all these aspects of darkness they're going to fade away as our universal love grows and the universal love is growing and it is growing rapidly. We may not see it, and this is something that happens on a grassroots level, but it is happening in, this, in the way that it, we can see people are becoming more and more compassionate. There's always people ready to help when there are catastrophes around the world, neighborly love, and, um, and, and it, it is really a grassroots um, movement by also abandoning the eating of meat and saying no to corporate greed and greed in general and to to people who seek power. And it, it, it is something that is awakening. It is a new world awakening. And Martin is very clear points out that in 500 years, the last war have been, will have been fought on the planet. And we are all approaching a point where we become more and more human. Obviously, we are all standing on different levels of our development, and some are more developed, more humane than others. That is clear to see. But we are all moving in the direction of, of more compassion, more universal love, and um, and it really, really builds a very bright future for, for the planet and for us.
2: Well, that's certainly a very different perspective than you hear (laughs) out of the the mainstream media and the nightly news. It's very refreshing. Would you say that this new era of human culture was the the central idea that really came together for you when you uh, began studying Martinus' work?
1: It was, as I said, what appealed to me was the logic of it. it. There was nothing, and and Martinus doesn't want us to believe, he isn't asking us to believe in any of what he says. He says that that his his work is not an object of faith, it is an object of study. And I think I have been a a searching soul, maybe during various incarnations, and here was simply food for that hunger I had, the hunger for spiritual nourishment. And I found it here so completely So and because I was so enthusiastic about it, I I just thought well I was not a writer. I just thought I had to tell somebody about it. So I became a writer, and this has of course for me personally been an extremely interesting journey, and it's getting more interesting (laughs) every day really, because it's beginning to spread, and I can see them. I can see that there's more and more interest. In, in Martinus' work also in my work but but my, I'm not important what is important is really to get this new world picture which which we can also call it out to a broader perspective out to a broader audience because it is so uplifting i mean since I found it, I have been walking around with a with a constant smile on my my face because it is impossible not to become an optimist once you have uh, studied uh, th- this it is so, yeah, logical. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's wonderful. All right. Now, if I may ask you our, our core question for the show. Yes. Is that if we were sitting around our enlightened campfire, say, on a beach or out in the woods, and you had just that evening to teach me one thing, the one thing that you wish people would understand after you're gone from this lifetime what is it you would teach me
1: i would teach you that death is an illusion there really is no death what we see as death is just um a change of location really when we leave our physical instrument which is nothing else than a physical instrument we pull the whole um, our whole spirit everything that we are we pull that out and we live on in the spirit body A spirit body consisting of energy. And in that we go to a a place in the spiritual world and when we have rested and and recuperated from the hardships of the physical plane we come back and reincarnate in um, in a new little body and we continue our development from where we stopped the last time we died. We are eternal beings and we are on an eternal journey through light and darkness. And I think this is very important. It's important to understand that we do not only live this one life. And another aspect that it is, is very important is, of course, the law of karma, because you reap as you sow. And that is the way we create our fate. We create our fate by the way we treat others. And if we treat others like shit, we will get that back. If not in this life, then in the next life, because our karma can jump several lifetimes, but it will always come back to us. And I think that that should have a sobering effect on the behavior of a lot of people. Like when people go out and kill other people or or shoot them and treat them badly, they don't realize that in that way they are creating their own fate. They are doing this to themselves eventually. And I think that when, when we really get that, we will start to behave better we won't go out and steal and cheat and kill and be greedy because it will all come back to our own life and i think those two perspectives like that we don't only live once that reincarnation is much more than a belief it is a fact and all life forms reincarnate from f to to cells to molecules to plants to animals to human beings and and um, that it is so important to understand that we don't only live one life, and what we sow in one life can come back to us in the next life. So it is really a very good idea that we all try to be the best possible version of ourselves and to work on our own development and not work against it, like treating others with respect and being kind, being a friend, being helpful, and... um, I think those two aspects that don't do to others what you wouldn't like others to do to you and realize that you are here on an eternal journey and you're only here visiting this physical plane, not only once but many, many times, but you will come back and you will come back and we're all on the journey from very selfish, egoistic beings towards much more altruistic, empathetic beings that will eventually become, as it says in the Bible, man in the image and likeness of God. That is our sort of um, goal at the moment. There will be other goals because we are eternal beings and eternity is an incredibly long time. So we have to, <laughs> to do a lot of things not, not to get bored. But I, this, these are the aspects that I would like you to take away from, from our, our, our beach party here that we don't only live once <laughs> and we create our fate through the way that we treat others.
2: Well, it's a very optimistic message and I very much look forward uh, to reading the work myself. I'm also going to, to dig into some of your uh, deeper works on Martinus and see yes. how far I get with it.
1: <laughs> and um, I've, I've only just created a new website which is called newspiritualscience.com so please okay. visit that it um it has some videos and some audios and of course all my books and uh, also a lot about about martinus so that is another effort from from my part to to make his work more known and i hope i will succeed
2: <laughs> all right wonderful well elsa Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: It was a pleasure.
0: And now, Elsa Biscoff reading the introduction to The Beginning is Near. New Perspectives on Life.
3: Introduction to The Beginning is Near. What beginning am I talking about? You are probably asking yourself. Well, I'm talking about the beginning of a whole new era. An era of peace, progress, solidarity, prosperity, humanitarianism, spirituality and universal love. It will be an era where materialism, corporate greed, selfishness, lying, bragging, exploiting others and even wars will have come to an end. How can I know that this beginning will come? There are two reasons. The first is that Even though there are still wars and terrorist acts going on, there's also a strong movement in the direction of more humanitarianism, more caring for others, more rejection of cruelty, also to animals, more global understanding and solidarity with people in need and more empathy. More and more people have had enough of corporate greed, of being lied to by politicians, of injustice, fraud and dishonesty. This movement, if I can call it that, is not in the headlines, but in the grassroots. It is a silent revolution and it is gaining momentum every day. One day it will have reached critical mass and it will topple the old world order. A better world will emerge and the beginning is near. The other reason I know that the world will emerge from its present darkness is that it is a logical effect of our reaping of experience and suffering over our many lives. For each life we live, we develop our humanitarianism because of the suffering we experience based of our animal or egoistic behavior. What you do to others, you eventually do to yourself, and when the karmic energies return to their source, we will experience the same as what we once did to others. When we reap what we have sown, we will get wiser. We are all in that process and some have come further than others, but we are all on the way towards becoming more humane, loving and empathetic. But before I realized that a new beginning is near, I was a materialist and atheist for many years. I often despaired over the ills of the world until I discovered a new way of looking at things. This new way was positive, logical and uplifting. It embraced the idea of a conscious universe, even a creator, but it had nothing to do with the traditional religions. It meant that I no longer had to despair when I saw what was happening on the surface of the planet. I no longer belonged to the large group of people who fear that we are facing some kind of doom. I saw that there was a meaning despite floods, earthquakes, civil and political unrest, fighting wars, terrorism, and unhappy fates. There was hope despite thawing poles, polluted air, climate change, population growth, and rising carbon dioxide levels. In this book it is my aim to facilitate another way of looking at the world, a way that will point out that all is not lost, that we are not doomed, and that a bright light is shining at the end of the tunnel. Indeed, that a new beginning is near. Let's face it, not a whole lot of those we have put at the steering wheel of the planet have a clue about what is actually going on here. I mean, when we look at our scientists, our politicians and our decision makers, not a lot of them have a clue about where we are headed as a population inhabiting a small planet orbiting a small sun. So when we look at our leaders and ask them, Where are we going? What is happening? What are we doing here? What is life all about? Is there a meaning in the madness? Well, then we are barking up the wrong tree. We are barking up the wrong tree because they don't know. Most of them don't really have a clue. We are simply asking the elm tree to give us pears. This is when I ask, Why don't we just ask somebody who knows? You may now say that there is nobody who knows the answers to any of the big questions, but to that I can only say, yes there is. So I suggest that we take a look at what those who know about the state of the world and the meaning of it all have to say. In that way we will be asking the pear tree for pears, and that seems like a much better idea than asking the elm tree for them. And who are those who know? Those who know are our spiritual masters, teachers of wisdom that can see beyond the obvious and have an insight into the deeper workings of the world. Through their eyes we see a world that is in no way lost or going down the drain. It is a world that is in the process of becoming a perfect place for a harmonious existence for all living beings. It is a world in which the suffering has meaning, where light and love shine through the darkness where there is sharing, compassion, interconnectedness and love. I would like you to take a look at the world through the eyes of my spiritual master. My other books present full introductions to who he is, so here let it suffice to say that he is a modern mystic who lived in Denmark during the major part of the 20th century and that he died in 1981. His name is Martinus. He left a legacy of thousands of pages of spiritual wisdom. This spiritual wisdom has been designed to satisfy our present needs for answers. It is logical, meaningful and it appeals to our intellect. It is not an object of faith, not something that we should believe in, but something that we should study. And to those who have studied it, it makes so much sense. It gives us logical answers to the big questions. It is uplifting, refreshing and innovative, and he who has studied it will never want to look at the world in any other way again. My own life can be divided into a before and after I met my spiritual master. Well, I didn't actually meet him in person, but I became acquainted with his writings. Before I met him I was clueless. I lived a life devoid of meaning other than the struggle for survival and I had no idea what I was doing here. But I did have one thing, and that was curiosity. I wanted to know more. I wanted answers to the big questions. Where are we coming from, and where are we going? Is there a meaning somewhere? Is there a God? And because I was asking, the answers came. When I was ready for the answers, my spiritual master appeared. And woe did he appear! One day, After a long period of searching, a book about my master fell into my hands. The moment I grabbed that book, I intuitively knew that I had found my answers. It took me about a year to read through all the material written by Martinus, but when I had finished reading it, the bricks inside my head had been permanently rearranged into a logical and beautiful edifice, where before there were ruins, chaos and clutter, Now there was a palace of meaning, insight and wisdom. I had found a way to look upon the world that made sense. Not only did it make sense, but it was stuffed with logic, beauty and joy. So why not join me on an excursion into this logical and beautiful worldview? Please come with me and let us take a good look at Martinus' worldview in ten easy chapters. This is my promise to you. When you have read the book, you will never want to go
2: back to the old way of looking at the world.